Welcome to the Smut Hive, where each week we review a dark romance book, drink some high noons, laugh our asses off, and rant about all of the hot smutty sex. There will be spoilers, so if you want to read it first, close now and come back later. We also want to duly note this is an explicit podcast where we will be talking about all the taboo topics we read, including explicit sex of all varieties, subject matter that could be sensitive to some, and filthy language. We are your hosts, Jillian and Morgan. Are you ready? Yes. Welcome back to the Smut Hive. Hi, Morgan. Hi, Jillian. How are you this week? Pretty good. How are you? I'm good. I think it's been a pretty kind of chill week, you know, early spring and all that shit. I mean, the weather could be better. It could always be better, but... It's too much rain. It's early May. We've, we've yeah. got a lot to go. I know. Before we get to pool time. Oh, I can't wait. I know. God. I know. Hey, so in following kind of our new thing that we wanted to start with this season, what are you buzzing about? Well, speaking of warmer weather... I bought a pool. Yeah, you did. So I'm really stoked to get that up soon. Yeah, and... so I can just move in. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty excited about it. I'm excited for you. I know, right? And for me. Right. Yeah. What are you buzzing about? Um, You know, I was just thinking earlier, like right before we started to record this, like five seconds ago, about all the books that we're going to be doing for this oh. season. And I'm really stoked because like half of them I've already read. So I'm really excited to kind of go back and read those again, like Deviant by Callie Hart in the Crossfire series by mm. Sylvia Day. Oh, like, yeah, it's a good one. I'm super stoked to read those again. And then kind of some of the new like TikTok authors yeah. that have reached out to us and we're going to be reading them for the very first time and, you know, doing it on the podcast. So that's really exciting, I think. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, I also am drinking this here Aldi wine oh. that I got. I love me some Aldi wine. The Winking Owl. I'm I'm drinking the Sweet Red. Bottle two. It's fantastic. Uh, Aldi wine's only like $3 a bottle. And I it's know. good. It's so good. Because, again, it's a bottle. And... way too much of it in my wine fridge at home. Yeah. I Can you really that. have too much wine? I feel I like don't. you cannot. No, because we'll just drink them. And right. Record ourselves right. on a podcast. That's too. right. Yeah. Hey, but we actually do have a book. Yes. Well, a book series. Yes. Uh, we did the Queens and Monsters series by J.T. Gessinger. Uh, this is a four book series with the fourth book has just literally come out days ago. Um, we have not gotten to read book four. Right. Um, she kind of sprung it on us because it wasn't supposed to come out until the beginning of June. Uh, and then she dropped that it was going to come out early, but we hadn't gotten a chance to read it. But we did read the first three which are Ruthless Creatures, Carnal Urges, and Savage Hearts. That's right. Yeah. So good. Real good. This is a good series. It was. This is a gangsta series. Mafia. Mafia smut. Boss smut. It was hot. Different mafia. Yeah. A lot of different mafia. So before we get into kind of the complexity mm-hmm. of the mafia situation, you do have like the Russian mafia and the Irish mafia. Yeah. And the Italians. Yeah. Like, you get a little sprinkling of mm-hmm. just about everyone. But this author writes accents very well. Yes. She either has gone to these places or has relatives or knows someone or just did really good extensive yeah. research. I'd love to, you know, I don't, I'm not a big fan of audiobooks, but right. I'd love to listen to this one on audio. They're good. Are they? Yes, they are good. I, I've only listened to the first two. Okay. Yeah. And it well, is especially a, the second one. It is a Kindle Unlimited series. It is. So, yay for that. But honestly, I feel like I would have paid 
I would have paid for this series. Oh yeah. I, I want to own the series. Yeah. Like just, just so that I know that I have it. And I believe that even though the fourth book is new, I think that she's still going to continue the series. So I'm really excited to see where she takes it. Yep. Um, it's going to be really hard to kind of timeline out, but it is important to explain to you in, I guess, the timeline of yeah. the books. So we should just start with book one. Yeah. Here's your stats, yo, for book one. Yes. Your main characters are Cage uh, and Natalie. Yes. So Natalie is your everyday chick, uh, except she had some traumatic thing happen to her. So five years ago, almost to the day, her fiance disappeared. And so, I mean, like, according to the police, according to, you know, all the legal ways about it, he's officially dead because he's been missing for so long. Um, But he disappeared, like, the day before their wedding. So she's not heard anything from him. His body's never turned up, nothing like that. And half of her believes that he's dead, but half of her doesn't. But she's still dead inside, essentially. Right. So we're, like, five years into the future from that. mm -hmm. So she's still... Like, hanging on that he's alive. Like, she still has her wedding dress. Like, she she just can't let it go. No. Um, she is a teacher, so she lives a very, like, simplistic life. And, you know, she's got, she has a best friend. Her best friend Sloane is there for her. But that's really all that she has. Her parents are retired and they live in another state. So when we meet her she's getting drunk right because she gets drunk every year at this exact same time right but she's with bestie yeah sloan who <laughs> i think is one of the best best friend characters in almost any of the books that we've ever read because just several chapters into the book where we hang out with sloan quite a bit I'm kind of to the point where I'm like, I hope book two is, is Sloane's book because Sloane needs her own fucking series at this point. She was amazing. I would be best friends with Sloane in real life. In a heartbeat. I feel like there's one line about her in this in, in this book that really sums up who she is as a person. She is very smart. Yes. They say numerous times in the book, like she's like genius level smart, but she gets very bored easily. She kind of, like, lives her life on the edge. She's, like, super healthy. She's a yoga yoga instructor. Mm-hmm. But the line is, and Natalie says, Sloan loves drama. And Dick, but drama. Yes. And I thought, yes. Yes. Best line. Totally encompasses who she is in the book. And her and Natalie have the best friendship. They're very loyal to each other. They care about each other. And yeah. they're also blunt and I feel like for me personally that's the kind of friend I am but I expect bluntness in my friendships too like tell me when I'm being a fucking psychopath Mm -hmm. or tell me when I'm like yeah I need to get my shit together and I feel like that's how their friendship is and so I really related to that in this book yeah yeah normally we always talk about the banter like what attracts us about the banter is usually between like your main male and female character well, right off in book one, it's your best friend. Yeah. They have the best banter because Natalie is determined to be drunk and lonely and ridiculous, mm-hmm. you know, on this anniversary type situation that she's in with the, you know, fiance or whatever. And then Sloan is like, well, I'm not going to let you do it by yourself. But if you must like wallow in it, let's go wallow in it and margaritas. Yeah. And they do. 
So they're in this like, you know, Mexican restaurant or whatever, and they're eating their feelings and they're drinking their feelings and Sloan is giving her shit and kind of like this, you know, what you picture the hotness of all hotness Mm -hmm. comes strolling up into your little local bar and you're like, what the absolute fuck? Yeah. So of course you instantly believe Sloan is going to go hit on him because she is God's gift to every man. Right. Well, she does hit on him. Yes. And he turns her down. Yes. Which apparently is also ne- like unheard of. Right. Like no one turns Sloan down. Yeah. But Sloan doesn't make a scene about it or anything. No. She's just like, well, Natalie, aren't you not paying attention to the hotness that is staring at you? He's actually staring at you. Yeah. So there's a little brief encounter, but he kind of like she's, I think right off the bat that she is in this like inebriated state of like, I am so ridiculous yeah. right now, but I can at least appreciate that he's hot and amazing. Right. But he's not going right. to do anything to me or, you know, whatever. But I can appreciate yeah. looking at him. Right. And they kind of go there yep. separate ways. Well, I don't know. I'm not going to get too much into the timeline of the book. But eventually what you end up finding out is that he ends up being her neighbor and bought the house next door to her. They end up seeing each other. There's a lot of back and forth. There's a lot of he runs into her accidentally in right. places, you know, blah, blah, blah. But eventually he gets into her pants. Yeah. It's great. I do. Uh, want to know before the sex because honestly it was delicious it was so good but the thing I really liked about Cage was he was very brute and like aggressive and like huge and he looks scary but he's honest he never lies she blatantly asks him like I heard you bought the house next door to me and you paid cash why and he's like oh well i'm funneling money through there yeah like just straight out the bat like i'm not gonna hide who i am i'm a criminal i'm a bad guy i'm telling you up front but like that doesn't change the fact that like i want to fuck your brains out right and that's kind of word for word what he says yes so she's like what do you mean criminal yeah he was like yeah i'm part of the like Russian is it is it broad broadfa broadfia broadfia I don't know I don't well, know how to pronounce it but the Russian yeah. yeah yeah so he's I mean he is very honest and he basically says like I'll never lie to you but there will be secrets because I cannot tell you things yeah so there will be holes and stories but I will never blatantly lie to you right uh and I feel like she needed someone to trust that was a man because mm-hmm. I feel like her fiance that left her, his name is David, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, who, by the way, sounds like the most boring douche canoe ever on this planet. Yeah. Just like this everyday accountant. Yeah. Like she doesn't describe him as being like as dangerous or sexy or smoldering. No, like as every, ages. this is a yeah. everyday guy. Everything is like planned out to the T, like yeah. just boring. So the exact opposite of everything that cages. Right. And I think that's partially the reason that she was so enamored by him because what she has with Cage is what she actually wants. And she starts realizing that she was, what's the word I'm thinking of? Settling. Yeah. Settling for David. Yeah. Uh, And so, yeah. I think she says too, like, I could have never like let you kiss me the way that I let you kiss me if I had the same feelings for him that I thought I did. Yeah. Like she was able to let go in that moment. 
And I think that at first she thought, okay, well, this is bad for me. He's bad for me. He's telling me he's bad for me, but I can do all these deliciously great things. Mm -hmm. Well, bad things that feel great with him and help get me over, you know, whatever. But she's, she just realized right off the bat, I'm over it because I want this man and everything to do with this man regardless. And she kind of resigns herself to that. Yeah. And the sex is steamy. Oh my God. It's so good. There's a lot of like spanking and like dirty talk and it's he really is invested in her being able to trust him so he's like i want to spank you and she's like only if you let me spank you and he's like okay so she like goes on this whole list of all these like sexually like i don't know tropey things and he's like yeah no i'll let you do whatever you want to me yeah and she's like Okay, I mean, I'm not going to, but, like, I appreciate you saying that. So, trust is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah. too, and it's difficult because it's kind of an Insta relationship. So, they're, you know, they would say, like, well, we're just going to fuck once and get it out of our systems. And then, like, that never happens. No. Like, it just keeps going. No. So, but he has to disappear for weeks or months at a time. So, it gets really, like, they have, like, a burner phone that they mm-hmm. can talk to each other on. And she always trusts him. He wanted to make sure that she trusted him as far as, you know, other women and stuff like that. But I think it gets really hard because they're apart. Like the relationship is so new and the sex is like so carnal and they're like all about it all the time. But when he does show up, he shows up in like the middle of the night and just like ravishes her. Yeah. They they don't even have to say a fucking word. No. In the dark. Right. And he usually stays for a little while. Yeah. He'll stay for like a week or two weeks and then he's gone again and then back again. And Sloane is fully supporting yes. the relationship because she's seeing her friend happy. Now, miserable when he's away. Yeah. But happy when he's around. And then, of course, Sloane is always about anyone getting the D on a regular. Right. So she fully supports that. But at the same time, you do flash a little bit to Sloane because you've now understood that Cage is the Russian mafia as far as Natalie is concerned. Mm-hmm. He does bad things to bad people and he's possibly a bad man, but he's not to her. He right. tells her the truth. He treats yep. her like a princess. Like everything is perfect. So they decided to double date because Sloane's got a new beau who she always has a new beau. Stavros. Stavros is the new beau. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. So he apparently knows who Cage is. And should have been paying money to Cage's organization because he's been, Stavros has been playing around with big boys and shouldn't have been without paying his ties or whatever. So he gets the shit scared out of him by Cage without Cage really saying much of anything. And that was a great scene. Yeah, it was was kind of like, so Natalie and Cage show up to, they're going on a boat. Yeah. They show up. And everyone turns to see them and they all like freeze and they all stare, stand up and like stare at Cage with like fear. Yeah. And Natalie thinks it's like them doing it to show that they're in charge. So she's like, Cage, I think we're walking into the lion's den. Yeah. And he's like, no, they are. Yeah. And you're like, oh shit. Okay, Uh here we go. So anyway, monkey wrench happens, shit happens, like they're about to fucking like the bottom of the boat. They don't, but gunshots ring out. Yeah, because something that Stavros does, yeah. or no, Stavros is with Sloan and some of his men, and I guess some of the Irish mafia show up. Yeah. 
someone smacks Sloan's ass and then Stavros gets all mad about it. But the guys that were with Stavros for part of the Russian mafia were the ones that were like drawing their guns and cage thought he was getting some. So he wasn't paying no right. attention to what the fuck was happening, but a gunshot, you know, rings out. And so now he has to protect Natalie, but Natalie's going nowhere without Sloan. Right. So cage now has to like, fine yeah. and like roll up his sleeves and take out his hidden guns yeah. and like go save Sloan. And Sloan's like, I'm good. Yeah. But- also he, he kills the two yes uh irish, irish guys, guys. Yeah. and natalie is essentially like what happened to them and he's like oh yeah, i killed them yeah like honest he always tells the truth yeah. he's never sugarcoats it yeah. he's always like do you if if, if you want to know yeah here's what i did yeah yeah so let's fast forward a bit um cage is gone uh, on another work situation yeah. <laughs> work situation right. he's running um, the irish and- mafia Natalie gets, yes, Natalie gets a phone call Mm -hmm. and it is Max, who is the actual Russian mafia boss. Oh, who's been in prison. He's been in prison and he realizes, also she realizes that the reason that Cage was in town to begin with was to kill her. He didn't, obviously. Right. But by not doing that, he betrayed the boss. So now the boss is like, well, you both are dead, essentially. And she's like, what do you mean? And then she turns around and there's this guy, Victor, who's there to kill her. Yeah. Shit happens. Like, Mm -hmm. nothing bad happens to her, but Cage ends up showing up and, like... Saving her. Saving her and kills this guy. But then he has to tell her... Yeah. ...the truth. And the truth is... That the fiance, David, is actually Damon, who is alive and actually worked for the mafia, the, maf- the, mafia, the Russian mafia, it as like their accountant. Yeah, the government to turn evidence against the main Russian guy that's in prison who right. just tried to have her. That's killed. how we got there. Yep. yep. So, you know, all of these things happen. She feels betrayed and upset. So she's like, get the fuck out. I don't want anything to do with you. He's like okay we all know he doesn't really leave but he leaves she finds shit that's like planted from david i.e damon and she leaves and goes to find him yeah she she wants, she wants answers yeah that he's really alive and that he really left her yeah so she flies to like panama somewhere like and that. finds him and he's living in like this massive like palace and the new wife yeah and she essentially is like, I'm a fool, da-da-da-da-da, I can't believe, like, I believed you, and, like, Cage, like, doesn't love me, and he's been playing me this whole time, and bam, what do you know? Cage is there, and he's like, no, I was not. I had feelings for you. Also, I'm pointing a gun at David. Yes, but I love you. Yes. Yeah. And she's like, don't kill him, because at this point, he could have killed quite a few people in this book. We won't get into the specifics, but mm-hmm. she's... Like, please don't do it. And he doesn't do it. So, in reality, she's really controlling now some of the things that he's doing. Yeah. So, there's a conversation there. We're not going to go into specifics again because you need to read it, honestly. But they leave together because they're together. Yeah. They love each other. They're together. Uh, She, like, wants to have his babies. He wants to get married. Yeah. Like... You know, and a little pretty bow. Yeah. 
So they leave because she can no longer live where she's living. So they leave to go to his home in like Manhattan or something. Yeah. And she invites Sloan to come visit. And Sloan gets kidnapped. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Who does she get kidnapped by? The Irish Mafia. And scene. So that's book one. Yep. Um... Book two, obviously, as you know, is about Sloan mm-hmm. and Declan, Declan, who is the boss of the Irish mafia. And yes. let me tell you, an Irish accent, even listening to it alone, but even reading it, mm-hmm. really, I can't. Mm-hmm. It just, it turns me on. Does an Irish accent turn you on too? Every single part of it. Every single fucking huh. part of it. The audiobook for this one is one of my absolute favorites because Irish accent yeah. is where it's at for me. Yeah. I appreciate Cage. Yeah. And I appreciate the yes. Russian accent yeah. and everything that he was. But when you get to Declan, this is my absolute favorite book. This is the favorite, my yeah, favorite man mine too. of the entire yeah, series. Mine too. Um, Declan. Declan is amazing. And he is not prepared for Sloan. No. Sloan's mouth. I, guys, I am telling you, I have n- this character. This character is so amazing. I, She's written so well. Yes. I have no, like just the shit that comes out of her mouth floors the head of the Irish fucking yeah. mafia. Now, if you remember, she went to dinner with Cage and Natalie and Stavi. Yeah. And all that shit happened yeah. where the Irish mafia guys came in and like, as of disrespect to Stavro, smacked Sloan's ass and started up right. whatever. So Declan, part of that Irish guys who got popped, he thinks that this woman started this war and he's going to kidnap her. Because she means something to Cage, and he wants to get back at Cage because they're in a war with the Russian mafia. And she's like, oh, my God, you are such an idiot. You are in for it. And she takes his ass to war and takes him to the mat. And he doesn't like her. No. But he cannot stop wanting to put his hands on her and his mouth on her, and he can't figure out why. And he is so confused. And, like, he thinks he's concussed because he's like, I don't know what the absolute fuck. Like, their back and forth banter is literally everything it's the best um before we go on break i do want to note that in this book they do not have sex until halfway through and i did not give a shit no i always give a shit and i did not give a shit i loved the banter it made the book more than the i mean the sex was hot but the banter made the book for me it really did and i don't even know if you can call it a slow burn because they were like sharks in bloody water whenever they were both in the same room at the same time. And it doesn't matter if they had these like sweet moments or these like honest moments, Mm -hmm. it would still turn into ripping your fucking face out. And, but they would stop themselves at the last minute from like humping each other's leg, but you knew it was going to happen. And when it did, you knew it was going to be explosive. And it was. It was so good. And on that note, we're going to take a short break and then we'll be back to talk about this fucking amazing book. Yep. And we're back. Hi. Okay, let's get into it. There's so much to to. say. It's so good. Okay, so Sloan and Declan. Mm -hmm. So obviously, like we said before the break, the banter is everything. Everything. Uh, but when they finally do kiss, just we'll just talk about the first kiss, and just the kiss was hot. It was like teeth mashing. Yeah, hot, like aggressive. You can tell yeah, you could, like there's an. This is how I'm going to shut you up. Right, kind of a thing. Yeah, 
and of course him with his accent yes and i think he um always like cusses at her in gaelic so she doesn't know exactly what it is mm-hmm. that he's saying but still who gives yeah. a fuck because it's in gaelic so. right uh so she ends up um i think they kiss a couple times before they actually like have sex yeah she does get she does pass out uh because she had hit her head uh during like <laughs> during her kidnapping yeah yeah uh and you can tell at that moment that he does care about her, like outside of her being a captive and someone that can get and in- he can get information from. Mm-hmm. But she also tells him too, I'm not telling you anything. Like my loyalty lies with my best friend. You will get absolutely nothing out of me, so don't bother. Right. And he likes it. He, he does. hates it, but he likes it. And she pushes him and pushes him, and then they finally and it is holy shit some of the best sex in a book i have ever oh, read yeah hands down hands down he is dirty dirty naughty. Sh- he makes her call him uh sir. sir and she hates every second of it but she does it because he makes her do it before uh she can come and it's not in like a mean way but just because she's so sassy he knows that she hates it but loves it too yeah it's just so hot. They're a perfect match. Perfect they are match. Absolutely a perfect yeah. match for each other. And something else that she does that is so cute, and I know that you love this, she turns all his bodyguards, like all his men, against him yep. and like on her side. I that whole like situation I was obsessed with. So the first one, his name is Kieran, and during the whole kidnapping, she actually broke his nose. <laughs> And so he comes in and you can tell initially off the bat, he like can't stand her because a girl broke his nose. And she's like, like, I'm so sorry. Like put some cream on there and ice. And he's looking at her like she has like come from a different planet. Right. But she's like, like, I want to cook you a meal. Like, please talk to Declan and see if he'll like let me in the kitchen. And so he leaves and then, Declan like busts in her room and he's like, what did you do to Kieran? Like, why is he on your side? Like trying to get me to let you cook. And she's like, I just, you know, I have charm and I care about these guys. And he's like, you're nuts. (laughs) And then he does, he tries it again with another bodyguard. Spider. Spider. Mm -hmm. uh, Who side note is who the third book is. Well, fourth book is about. And he's like i'm not supposed to talk to you and she's like that's totally fine like if you could just let karen know that like i'm thinking about him and like if you want me to cook you a meal i can do it too and he he's talking to her and then he tells her his real name which is homer which is super weird i didn't love it yeah uh and so he leaves and then here comes Declan again and he's like can i not send any men into your room like why does everyone fall in, you know like why are they all in love with you and she's like, well, that's you will, who, that's, you will yeah, too, you will too. Like, yep. it's just, it's, and she yeah. calls him gangster. Yeah. And I fucking love it. Yeah. The banter between them is amazing. He, he's talking to her like, I don't understand why anyone is attracted to you. You're a fucking shrew. Right. But you know what he's actually thinking is this is the most like amazingly beautiful yeah. woman like on the face of the planet. Yeah. And it just, it continues to play out yeah. throughout their book. And they have a monkey wrench and they have a, you know, a thing. And of course, yeah. 
there's her best friend who is getting ready to marry the head of the Russian mafia. Right. And then here's Sloan who has her own issues. She, we're not going to go into all of yeah. those, but you, she has her own story. She has her own issues for being like the overconfident person that she is in the way that she is. So something happened to her. She finally tells the truth about that to one person in the world and she tells it to him. Mm -hmm. And so he doesn't take that lightly. And so he's the head of the Irish mafia or is he? He has a side story, too. Yeah. And there's something else going on with him. And then there's enemies. And then there's a monkey wrench. But through it all, they're going to be together. Yeah. And their sex never stops being amazing. And when you thought we talked about Cage spanking Natalie in mm. the first book, yeah. the spanking that Declan always, he's always spanking her. Yeah. Always spanking her. And it's a-fucking-amazing in this book. It is hot. Yeah. I mean, all the mafia stories and, like, how they all intertwine, it's not just the best friends from book one and right. book two. I mean, there's a whole yes. bunch of subplots that are happening and, like, wars and, you know, all these, the Italians are coming in at some point. Like, it's a thing. Um, but you just have so many things that you're invested in. You're invested in the core love story. Mm -hmm. You're invested in how does a normal girl have, I guess, the conscience to say I can be with this man who's not a good man. So then you've right. got these characters that have to prove that they are in fact good men. Right. How do they do that? Yeah. It's very, very well written. Very well, clever. And I think too, it's also a story about two best friends yeah. that each have their own love of their life, but those loves of their lives are mortal sworn enemies. Yeah. So that's a story in of itself as well. Yeah. Um, And so it's just, there's a lot, but it's so good. It is so good. When you get into book three, though, I will say this is where I struggled just a little bit. Yeah. Um, because you're all of a sudden introduced to a character that you've never even really heard about before. Sloane apparently has a sister, a younger sister named Riley. Mm -hmm. And Sloane has now contacted her sister because Sloane's going to marry Declan. And she wants her sister to be there and she wants to like mend the fences that she has with her sister. All you know is that her sister is just as much of a smart ass as Sloane is, mm -hmm. um, that you get the idea that they didn't come from very good people or, you know, a situation or whatever. So they're very overconfident. They're very self-protective of themselves and they do have a rift between them. Um, but she does go to see her sister, but then there's this new character that you've never heard of before. It took me and Morgan like two conversations to track back where he came from, but Malik is how we're going to pronounce his name, mm -hmm. or Mal is what I think he's called in the book, and this is book three. Um, so he is the brother, he's an assassin for the Russian mafia, like the actual Russian mafia that's in Moscow, Russia. Yeah. Um, and his brother was here in the U.S. and he had something to do with Cage and all of the mafia bullshit that's happening there. But he gets killed by Declan, you know, the Irish mafia. Yeah. Guy. So now Malik is going to come after Declan for killing his brother. Okay. It's so confused. It's a lot. I my my issue with this book is one well let me preface this by saying i liked this book it was a good book. the sex was good i liked the characters the banter was fine i was confused because neither of these characters came up in either of the other books right. so it was just kind of like i wanted a little bit more backstory mm -hmm. um also 
at the very beginning of the book, uh, after what Jillian just said about kind of who, what mafia this man works for, and you learn that Cage told Malik where to find Declan. Now, let me pause there. Mm-hmm. We all know from reading the prior two books that the women run things. Yes. They have control over things. If I ever found out that my husband or husband-to-be told somebody where to find my best friend's fiancé to kill him, shit would go down. Yes. Unacceptable. Cage was a naughty boy. I did not understand that portion of the book because the way that Cage and Natalie's relationship was, he was always very clear about he would never do anything to hurt her. Right. But then you send an assassin to kill her best friend's love of her life. Right. Well, it's not like he hired him, but he was like, here's where you can find him. Right. And that was like, Cage, what are you doing? Right. If Natalie ever found out, like, she's going to be so mad at you. Yeah. So, I don't know. That part was odd. Now, Malik is like the ghost of assassins. No one has seen him in years. No one, you know, he's very good at his job. Yeah. And so he starts popping up in places that he shouldn't pop up. No idea how he got into Declan's like house. Yeah. But he is taken a liking to Sloan's sister, Riley. Right. Well, he thinks that she's something that she's not because of how she's dressed because of Sloan and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But once he finds out the truth that she's technically going to be Declan's future sister-in-law. He kidnaps her. Yes. But she gets hurt. And he, not by him, but she gets hurt in the process. Yep. And so then he decides he's going to take care of her. But he takes her to fucking Russia. Right. And takes care of her and nurses her back to health. And, of course, they fall in love and have a lot of sex. Right. But there's this entire different subplots of all the different mafia stuff that's going on right now that is supposed to tie all three of the books together. Mm-mm. But it got really, really confusing. I... It... It brought in a character from another series that we have read. Killian Black. Killian Black. Who I love. Yes. Uh, but I read it a while ago. Right. I was very lost uh, because it did bring in characters from that book. I Diego is apparently Malik's like boss, but he like supposedly died but like he didn't but i don't ever remember reading that in the killian book i was just very confused right so for me uh it it made the third book my least favorite i am going to read the fourth because i'm interested right uh but the fourth or the third book was my least favorite i agree it's not because of Malik and Riley. No. Because they had a great relationship. But, you know, again, you've got to wrap up some of these subplots. And I felt like I was just a little confused. It was rushy. Like yeah, it rushed a about bit. About how it was done. Yeah. Um, which might straighten itself out in Spider's right. book, which is going to be the next one. And whilst, you know, Spider, we knew from Declan's book, because he's, you know, one of Declan's men, he actually took a liking to Riley when Riley was staying with Declan and Sloan mm-hmm. before she got kidnapped. Yeah. And Spider thinks it's his responsibility of what happened to her. Yeah. And so he went and spent like three months in Russia trying to find her. And when he does find her, she's already in love with Malik at this point. And he takes it a little hard 
that she's not. Well, I do feel like she led him on. Just a little bit, yeah. So, I'd be angry too. Yeah. Would I be, I'm going to murder someone angry? Probably not. But I think he's just very aggressive and he feels things very deeply. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel like his character is. Yeah. Uh, So, when he realizes that Riley is going to be with Malik forever, they're in love. Yep. He's pissed. Yeah. So the fourth book is kind of set up like one of the mafias, I don't know which one, Italian maybe? I, I don't think it's the Italian. Uh, the Italian mafia wants to connect the two, but Declan can't marry because he's with Sloan and Spider is his second in command, so they are going to try and get this Italian mafia princess to marry spider right and that is where the fourth book we don't know anything about it but that i think is the premise of the fourth book right and my romance tingly senses are telling me that she doesn't want to but she does it and then they fall in love we'll see how that goes and he'll probably be dirty right and talk naughty yeah and yeah hopefully she'll never call him homer and oh my god could you just a different name i mean i don't know like i feel like even what's your choice steve steve george so your choices are screaming out and your passion like oh homer give it to me no or spider let's do this i don't know honestly i'm uncomfortable with both yeah it's gonna can i just call you sir yeah or Ooh, daddy. I bet he's a daddy. Something. Because Something. neither of those names work out for me. I but know. we'll see where it leads. Yeah. But I mean, overall, especially the first two books of the series, spot on. Yeah. Perfect. Loved it. Yep. Everything I want in my gangster romance. Definitely. So, so if you're going to dick score this bad boy, and let me remind you, because I do this every time. Yes. One, zero <laughs> Five dicks, yep. not ten. Five. Yep. I'm gonna give it a five. You give it five. Even though I, even though I didn't love book three, I feel like maybe book four will be redemption. But book one and two were so good, I don't care. So I'm five yeah. in it. I'm gonna do the same. Yep. With the idea of pretty much probably right after we stop recording this podcast, I'm gonna read book four because I just didn't yeah. have a chance to do it yep. before. So yeah. So yeah, that wraps us up then. So that is the Queens and Monster series by JT Gessinger. It's Kindle yeah. Unlimited, guys. Yep. You got no excuse. Go right out and get that. So um, we do want to note a couple things that are coming up in the romance world. Mm-hmm. So passion flicks. Yeah. Couple things. Couple things. So Driven. Season three. Season three is coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to be reviewing the Driven series this season. Next week. Ne- yeah, next week. Yeah. Yeah. So we are super stoked because we've been waiting for season three to come out. Yeah, it comes out May 7th. Yes. Um, if true to Passion Flicks, they will release the entire season series. I hope series. so. Yeah. I think season two was four episodes that were in series two. Yeah, I think so. so. Series three will be somewhere around through that. But if you've read the books, you know, this is when we deal with uh, the aftermath of Colton Donovan's car accident at the end of season two. So, yeah. Um, Next week, I'm looking forward to it. I am too. We're going to watch it. So we've already read the books. Yep. We will touch on the books a little bit. um, But, I mean... 
passion flicks always does it where the books and the movies fucking match yeah so we'll touch on the books a little bit but mostly it's going to be about watching it and then talking about yep. it um something else that we haven't watched yet because we've been waiting to be together in order to do it 365 days part two dropped on netflix Ugh. last week we haven't got to no. watch it yet. We've purposely not read or watched tra- nothing because no. we don't want to know anything about it till we watch it together. Yeah. Uh, which spoiler alert, we're going to be doing that today, right? But the um, trailer, guys, ugh. wowza! I know, and I didn't think that I would like a guy named Nacho, but I am down. If he looks like that, his he name could be Homer for all I care. See? Listen, I know. I mean, I oh wouldn't call gosh. you that, but yeah, hot damn. Yeah, so we're gonna be we're gonna be chatting about that real soon yes because i know we're gonna we're gonna be talking about that for sure yeah. um so again so as a reminder next week um uh, if you guys want to catch up on passion flicks season one through two get ready for driven season three by uh kay bromberg yeah see you next week bye So before you get on with your day, be sure to check us out on our social media pages, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok as The Smut Hive, done by yours truly, our IT expert. <laughs> Follow, like, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts or shoot us an email at smuthive at We would love to hear from you. We better hear from you.